everyone to a quick addendum to Crew 3 Podcast. Of course, this is going to be our Monday update to Companion, since we didn't put out an episode this previous week. So here are our thoughts on Companion. Of course, on June 1st, there was the announcement posted on the Wizards site for a banned and restricted announcement update that included a rules change to Companion. Uh, real quickly, of course, the bans were uh, Age of Treachery and Fires of Invention banned in Standard, Age of Treachery and Fires of Invention Suspended in historic because they don't want to give you the they don't want to give you right. the refund. No refunds. <laughs> um, so, any, so anyway, so the course the crux of this is what is the rules change for companion? So let's just read the announcement here. While magic rules changes are normally part of the banner restricted list updates, in this case, we're introducing a change to the companion mechanic that is motivated by game balance and metagame share across play environments. Effective with this update, the companion mechanic and all cards featuring it will now work differently from before. The new version of the mechanic will work as follows. Once per game, anytime you can cast a sorcery during your main phase when the stack is empty, you can pay three generic mana to put your companion from your sideboard into your hand. This is a special action, not an activated ability. It happens immediately and can't be responded to. It can't be countered or stopped by cards like Phyrexian Arena, pretty similar to how flipping a morph card works. Our reason for making this change is based on metagame data and play rates of companion decks across all formats and on feedback on repetitive gameplay patterns. As a group, decks using companions have too high of a win rate and metagame share in Standard, Pioneer, and Modern, and we have already necessitated bans in Legacy and Vintage. This trend represents a long-term problem for the health and diversity of all formats. Rather than going down the path making several individual adjustments to the ban list for each format, we feel the better solution is to reduce the advantage gained from using companion across the board. The result is we intend to reduce the metagame share of companion decks while still capturing the spirit of the mechanics design and still having companion be worth building around in many cases. We expect that this new version of companion mechanic will result in a deck building challenge and means of self-expression that some players can opt into rather than being a huge part of the competitive metagame. We discussed several alternative rules changes but ultimately settled on this one as it best mitigates the potential for repetitive gameplay and provides a wider window of interaction. By, changing, by charging additional mana, playing a companion becomes less efficient relative to playing the other cards the player has drawn, and this way players are more likely to cast their other spells before their companion, resulting in more divergent game paths. Nexus additional mana will often slow the companion down by a turn, allowing the opponent to interact with it while in the compo companion player's hand, or otherwise giving the opponent an initial turn to plan ahead before the companion hits the battlefield. It's rare that we use a rules change to address a metagame balance, and this isn't something we have plans to do in the future. In this case, the issue wasn't with one individual card, but rather the companions as a group. We believe the solution is preferable to potentially needing make multiple bands across different fronts over time. And that was essentially the extent of the announcement, because the other bits just explain the bannings and right. standard and historic. Nothing really tackling uh, updates to the other formats or sort of where they stand. So, you know, we had discussed some ideas and possible changes of companion... Before we go into anything else, what are your thoughts of this just basic initial thought of the fix? My thing is just, I out of everything I thought, this wasn't even on my radar. Yeah, this is certainly an unusual run. This is this is kind of it's kind of cool. I mean, like I, I don't hate it. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll talk about I guess more what it means in a minute. But um, as far as like there being an, a, a rule change, it, it's definitely interesting, right? Like you just think like this is something they would have never done before because like. You know, now you have to have access to the errata, right? Which I guess if you play in competitive, you do. But I mean, this is this is a complete errata after the fact of how multiple cards work, where it's put it on the card, how it works. So yeah, which which is which is definitely why I was expecting them to sort of 
change how you mulligan right. or something like that. So that doesn't change how the card works because, you know, companion does. Let me just look at a companion I have here. Uh, you can make cast it once from outside the game. That's right. what's written on the card, right? Now now they all have to have the uh, in gatherer or whatever added the pay three mana to add to your hand right. type of deal, right? Whereas if they had changed like a mulligan or something like that, that wouldn't have to be really addendum to what's already on the card. They just have to sort of up- update the rules in the back. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm with you. I-, I think those solutions were easier. I mean, props to them for, for you know, willing to make such a big change. Um, but I definitely think it's unusual to say the least, right? Like, what a weird thing to come up with, like, oh, pay three mana, then put it in your hand. Uh, you know, I-, I don't know. Like, I-, I get that, you know, I like that it touches the hand so that you've got a way to interact with it. Um I, you, you've talked the whole time about like being right, on the thoughts right, and, and, and like I like that. it for that so. aspect, right? Like I, I like that that part of it, but it's just definitely a a bold change, is I guess what I'll say about it. Mm-hmm. Ricky, what are your thoughts? Um, I think that this is a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it works in arena really well because the companion will sit there and you will like click it and it'll say pay three and you say yes and it'll go in your hand. And also, like, there's no actual real big paper magic tournaments unless SCG gets real ballsy here at the end of the year like we're not gonna mm-hmm. see any paper big competitive events until like january possibly next year even then and so like that's a long time until like judges will have to like remind people like hey this is how it works and by by that time if you're competitive yep. then you've been playing on arena mm-hmm. so i think it like works definitely um i think it is uh more damning to the companion mechanic than the forest mulligan yeah i, I don't think it's think a so bad too. thing but what it does mean, though, is that, like, the design space of some of these cards, right? I feel like the mm-hmm. more, like, the cards that are more designed aggressively um, are less good now. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, I'm right there with you. So, like, do you want to guys just talk about, like, you know, Yorian just laughs at this change, right? Like, Yorian does not care right. at all. Like, Yorian yeah. is going to be flashed in late game. Like, they got rid of the fires thing, so you can no longer, like, fires Omen into... Uh, Luca Yorian, like the turn five Luca. Sure, like standard, Yorian. but like that's still a thing in Pioneer. I guess you now. can still do that in Pioneer. You, you can't do that now in Pioneer. Does it cost more mana? Because it'll cost you. Oh, actually, no. You can. Sure. You can definitely. Hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, like you're here's not the thing, right? Mana, like, right? How many people? If you have seven you're mana. Playing, yeah. you're playing, no, no, because you're playing fires, right? Because mm-hmm. like the oppressive thing yeah. is that you play fires, right? On turn four, so it's like yeah. you clear on turn three, you fires turn four, and you play Omen, and you give the two tokens. Mm-hmm. And the I next the, turn, the fire's yeah. deck was what? the fire because no, like the next ahead. turn you play your Luca, and then you would minus get your agent mm-hmm. steal something, and then Yorian and steal something again. Like that was the that was the line yeah. of play that was abusive, and it's still legal in Pioneer because you just you're not spending your mana because of fires of invention, so right. you just so you pay, pay three. three. Yeah. yeah, so that doesn't change. But I mean, like in my opinion, I think like that style of play. It definitely sucks, but like I, I think that's like more of a power level fine in compa- in like Pioneer. But even then, like the the that deck was not like the top tier deck of the forum for Pioneer. And even then, like there was a, a super lot of it running around, right? Like I think the Super Friends build is kind of le- lower to like the Esper Control decks or the Demir Inverter decks that were splashing for Yorian. We're not even splashing, just playing extra cards for Yorian, right? Uh, I think the Super Friends was still good and definitely very annoying, but I think that was lower on the food chain. I just think, like, you know, how many decks were playing Yorian on five? Right, yeah. no, no, I get you for sure. Um, I do think that, like, the unaffected companions are going to be Gigantha, because you only play that card because it's a free card anyways. Yeah, exactly. Um, Garuda, Garuda's dead. 
yeah, like, well, at least the combo version. I, in stream, like, I played against, like, someone who was playing Soul Flare and just had a Garuda. Like, sure, that's fine. That's cute. Uh, but, like, the Garuda combo deck is, I think, for sure, it's probably dead and gone. Um, I, yeah, think, I don't think they can afford that mana increase. Um, right. No one no one really cared about Lutri um, to begin with. I think that, like, um, Obosh is dead, but I don't think Lurus is. Well, Lurus becomes a little harder well, and a little is, more like, interesting. In most right? of the decks where you played Lurus, for, at least for me, when I was playing with it, um, I didn't really care to cast Lurus until I was, like, on empty. And when I was on empty, I could definitely have, like, paid the extra three for Lurus. Paid the extra mana. Sure, but, like, I and I'm definitely with you there. Like, I, you know, on stream we played a lot of Lurus decks, especially, like, the Lurus Bird we played several times on stream. But the problem with the, that deck is, though, like, on 19 right. lands, having having to have enough lands to... Having to have, like, seven mm -hmm. to eight mana is kind of a large right. ant order. But, you know, it's possible. Well, you but can like, pay it on two turns, you know, so it's um, like, um, like, the turn... Like, sure. when you're down to, like, your last card, you're gonna play your last card and then pay for the Lurus, and then now your opponent's like, okay, Lurus is happening next turn, if he doesn't rip gas. Sure, I... Th yeah, I think, like, you know, I, I think Boros Burns gonna still play Lurus. I can still see... Um, Orzov Auras still playing Lurus, like, mm -hmm. those types of things, right? Like, it just definitely just slows you down, like, a turn... Like they're saying, like you can't just immediately play it and get value right. off of it, right? You know, it gives your opponent a turn to thought seize it out of your hand, and hey, this actually makes late game thought seize draws actually mm, kind right. of worth it in a lot of cases. So that's actually really interesting. And I think like thought seize needed to be better. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> thought seize definitely needed to be better. Um, but like you know, I think you know I've played cats on stream. That deck was actually a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Uh, Kahira kind of doesn't care. Because you're really gonna play her out like after you again, sort of like Loras, where you have nothing else mm -hmm. to be playing out. Um, I've got a, I've got a Zerda, pretty big problem like, with, with how they did this though, as far as sure. like in in Pioneer in particular, where it's just like we joked sure. when this happened that it was like a, a Yorian buff. Because again, like the thing is like yeah, yeah, there was a lot of Loras, but there was also a lot of Yorian and Pioneer. And again, like now you've made Yorian like by far the best companion, because typically they're the ones who sets up a bunch of permanents on the board, stabilizes, and now they can still play their, their Yorian, you know? Oh, I agree. It doesn't I feel agree. as like, immediate. Don't get me wrong. I think Lur Lurus, Lurus was kind of just everywhere, right? And I get why people kind of hated that, but like, Yorian, or in Pioneer, Lurus was not as egregiously busted as Yorian is. You know, like Ricky said, you know, if I... I can't tell you how many times I've played Lurus Burn in the Lurus decks that weren't, like, Jund or the Abzan Rally deck, where I wasn't, like, you know, Lurus is actively part of my game plan. Like, Lurus, I was playing, like, turn seven when I was out of gas, and I was like, I guess I can buy back this Monastery yeah. Swift Spear. Because the thing is, like, they didn't take away the the extra card part of it, right? Like, you still get to pay three mana for an extra card. It's like, yeah, you get, you know... Um, you have to pay that mana for it, but uh, I still got an extra card, which is kind of why we were suggesting the mulligan thing, so we'll, we'll see. Again, it's just one of those mm -hmm. things where it really is too hard to see how much it's going to affect it, because three mana is a lot, but our, our, our initial impressions, or at least my initial impression, was definitely like, wow, this feels like, yeah, like Luris, like, you know, definitely you were playing this when you were out, and hopefully you can run them out of cards, so, like, you can still play your Luris. Well, um, I still think Luris is going to be strong, but, like, definitely it felt to me like they, they definitely hurt Yorian to some extent, but um, not as much as they may have needed to for getting a free card and the amount of value you can get off that, you know? The big thing is, though, I think a lot of the more fringe companions are just, That's the like, problem. See, like, dead. was like, this better or worse than just banning Lurus and Yorian? I think this is fine. Like, the thing yeah, is, I mean, I, the thing is, like, 
Um, and I think it was it would have been Brad Nelson, it could have been Jeff, Jeff Hoogland, I don't remember which one I was reading, but like they really like uh, pointed out that like the format had become with Obosh and Yorian and even in standard with uh, uh, Makruga. It was just like uh, if it is turn five and your opponent has two uncontested permanents, you lose. Sure, I, I think like in standard, right? Like yeah, like they just standard shifts over to Karuga. but that's a standard. And Obosh, I'm too. trying to think like, of like if our your opponent has course. two creatures. Like mm. if your opponent went like three drop, three drop, and then you didn't answer them, like the Obosh comes down and you're just taking big, big, big damage. I, in my experience, the Obosh. I mean, sure, like, at this point, like, things change, right, and Luris isn't as good, and sure, maybe Obosh takes over. But, like, I think this, a lot of, I think this straight up just kills Obosh. I don't think it kills Obosh. Like, Obosh. I think it kills Obosh. Like, you think it does? I, I don't, yes, because I think on turn four, you could be, you could easily play a one drop, depending on how, how, what your board situation's been like, pay one mana for a dude, three mana to get your thing, and then now you're ready still for turn five. Well, because here was the give and take. The give and take was, I can play only odds, right? So the, the, the big mm-hmm. thing was... I can so, play an Obosh so that my like my turn five or my turn four, all my things swing for double damage. Or I could play Embercleave. Right. Like it was it was do I yeah. play Obosh or do I play Embercleave in the red green monsters deck? And it was just like Obosh for sure. But now Obosh costs eight mana over two payments. And like I'm looking at that Embercleave and I'm just like, hmm. That's true, Embercleave's a really good card. I'll mm. give you that one. That's a good point. Like, I mean, I remember getting hit by Embercleave in Pioneer. Like, I think uh you know, Embercleave Rabblemaster is still insane, so... Oh, yeah. No, it's still good. I, you know, I I offloaded a bunch of cards just because, you know, stuff isn't going to be happening for a while, and I just kept red cards, and, you know, Embercleaves were definitely in that stack of yeah, red absolutely. cards I kept. Uh, cards cards insane, and now that Obosh, because, like, Obosh was holding it back because Obosh was just, like, it's like, what if Embercleave, but I always had it? Right. But now that it costs yeah. eight mana to get it, and it's ha- it's probably going to be spending a very dangerous turn in my hand. Like, is mm-hmm. this... Yeah, now now, now the only thing Obosh does with Embercleave is maybe picks it up if you're willing to just play an Obosh yeah, in 75. Like it's, Not it's as companion. Just, like, go ahead and play. It also gives you access to, like, Chandra in the board if you want to play Chandra and, like, all sorts of other stuff. Yeah. I feel like... Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, Obosh was also, like, you know, Torbrand versus Obosh. Like, Obosh is definitely, like, the more... Well, like, it was, like, better answer Obosh that, right, was, like, well. Torbrand but all the time. But now exactly. uh, it's a little less. So I think like we're gonna see Torbran in the mono red burn decks, um, in standard at least. In Pioneer, I still think Loris. I think Loris is still fine. Oh no! Like my that Loris change does not change me sleeving up that seventy five burn deck because like I've just been doing just disgusting amounts of damage. Like that deck is but very red fast. Aggro can pick up Galia and Embercleave and not have to worry about Obosh. Oh, yeah. I put it in a card kingdom order to finally rebuild that one Glia Agra deck and got my Tarkus commands, because that deck was a hell of a lot of fun. I I think that Obosh is... The time of Obosh is dead. Long live Obosh, you know? Well, you know, Obosh didn't have a whole lot of time to shine in Pioneer. He kind of got pushed out really fast. Super oppressive ones. I think, yeah, I think he was definitely more prevalent in standard than he was Pioneer. Not to say that it wasn't fun. Like, I played the red-green deck. I'm just a little sad that I never had the chance to... Uh, and I say I never had the chance. Obviously, it was my choice. I just sort of pl- didn't uh, put it in the deck queue fast enough to go play uh, like a black red, uh, black green version of Obosh that I had mixed around. Sort of like the take on red green monster with black instead. Because hey, Obosh is great when you have a seven six yeah. dinosaur. Depending on how much pine, like, and I guess you will wait and see is the thing. But like, if you were gonna play in a tournament, 
what's your inclination to play yeah. Thoughtseize based on how many people are still going to hang on to their companion decks, right? What, what do you think? I was playing Thoughtseize anyways, right? Like, yeah. If I'm playing yeah, Thoughtseize, exactly. I'm yeah, playing yeah, Thoughtseize. No, 100%. Also, Thoughtseize is, if you, if you, if anyone is on the fence on a card, they're just like, you know, I just want to invest in Pioneer Staples. I don't have, like, a whole big collection outside of the deck I play. What do I invest in? Start with sure. Thoughtseize. I understand, like, what deck are you going to play? Like, but my, my thought is, like, not just, oh, is Thoughtseize good? Sure it is. But, like, how much are you willing to show up with, like, black cards, you know? Like, I guess maybe, like, Inverter aside where that could just be free, you know? Also, how did Inverter dodge so many bans? How is it dodging every ban? Well, I, I'm still questioning how Underworld Breach dodged well, so many bans. Uh, I will say that uh, Chris still has my Inverter cards. Oh, I do. I definitely so do. I'm happy that we held on to them. I would have sold them by now for sure. Uh, but <laughs> hey, we can play Inverter, <laughs> uh, you know, at all, all, of the, uh, all of the multiple big Pioneer events. But, you know. That's uh, right. You know, yeah, the, those Inverters, still good, still cash money. And uh, Chris, your question of what am I bring am I am I sleeping at thought no, because I'm still holding on the companion deck. I'm that's showing up a burn. That's fair. That makes sense. But that's what I want to know, right? Is like we've had some some questions, yeah. like some cool um, mono black aggro decks talked about in the in the Discord and stuff like that. And it's like, well, I mean, I think with this change to companion, where they're you know you get a chance to attack it, like your aggro decks that are, are you're not wanting to Luris or you think Luris is not worth some of the constraints you have if you're wanting to like rabble master or whatever sure. else. Or like mono black, you want to rankle people. Well, I've also I've also been thinking I've also been thinking like I'm looking at the Luris burn list and I'm just like, can we not play Luris and just play like Bone Crusher Giant in that deck, which is a card that I've been kind of been like wanting to play in that deck. Yeah, I mean, how much value are you getting off the Luris versus how much? I mean, it's now it's a question, right? Like right. now Luris isn't just as yeah. as free, so you know that's my thought. But again, if it ends up being worth it, I think now because it's going to touch that hand and like especially with Luris, where you're less likely to get to play it on one turn, and even for to some extent. Unless um, Yorian adopts fire, which I think will be good, I actually think people will play fires in Pioneer to get the Yorians on time. I mean, they've already been doing. They've already been doing it. it just has see, that's been, the like, cool thing, right? Is because like, you don't have to pay mana for your spells. That deck is less affected by this change. Sure. You know? So right, consider oh, if you've already bought your thoughts. He's just leaving up some uh, either mono black aggro or some kind of black aggro deck to to get those thoughtseizes going. Yeah, I, I just think like if you were worried, if you had trouble with the farm before Ikoria. I think you're going to have a lot more trouble. You're going to have the same amount of trouble, right? Um, because I think we're going to see a little bit more just straight uh, Lotus Breach, straight Inverter mm-hmm. back again. Um, luckily, some of the, like I said, the Ikoria decks, you know, the Luris Burn deck, I think, can help beat on, down on those decks. Um, but I just, you know, now, now that Companions have been air quotes taken care of, is it time to return our attention back to the Demir Inverters of the world, back to the Unreal Breach Yeah, decks I think we're going to see. I mean, again, I, I think they were too quick to go, oh, look, we were right, because they wanted to be right about the Inverter thing. Again, I, Inverter didn't end up dominating the metagame as much as everybody ended up having to have a plan for it, right? Like, everybody was like, I'm just willing to have a plan for it, and, you know, people people were inventing new decks just to beat Inverter. And again, I, I don't think that was a good thing, like, because now every deck was just going, well, how do I go over the top, right? Like, how do I go bigger? You know, your aggro deck was Spirits, because it tempoed. You know, and and, and some yeah. burn. Honestly, but. you know, you know what deck, you know what deck I'm least excited to see possibly make a comeback now. What's that you're least excited to see, or you're most excited? To see? So, yeah, I'm What's least that? excited to see. As much as I think Lotus Breach is like the right. best deck in the format, I am not excited to have to deal with Sultai hey, Delirium again. I just am tired of Sultai Delirium players who don't know what they're searching for. Right. God. <laughs> right. The number of times that they're just like traverse and they like they tank in with the deck in the hands, and I'm just like, you uh. 
You know, you get, like, anything. Uh, Yeah, I I just... I don't know what I'm supposed to get here. Uh, You know, I'm just like, ugh. That's one of those things that we talk about where, like, as much as, like, Ricky's making fun of it, that is a thing that, like, you know, you should know what you're going for in those situations. And it's not a problem if you don't. Like, like we're just making a joke. We're not trying to shame anybody. But people that are asking, like, steps to improve, that's what we're talking about in matchup knowledge, right? Like, you, you shouldn't be looking yeah. at your deck for more than maybe a minute unless there's a card, like, you forgot. And you were like, oh, maybe. But when, when you go to Traverse, you should be knowing what you're looking for in that matchup, right? Like, you should be knowing what card you're going to get. You should know your deck, what your opponent's deck does, and what your cards interact with. Now, if they're playing some crazy brew... Yeah, I get it, right? Like, but if it's metagame decks, you should be knowing what you're going for. And that should be your goal, right? Like, don't feel bad if you don't know right now what you're going for with your traverse. But the idea is, let's let's aim for that, right? Like, from now on, every time Ricky's opponent plays a traverse, we want them to know what they're doing. So, I mean, we're at FNM. Or if you don't know, just go yeah. get Uro. <laughs> right, sure. It's if a pretty good one. If we're at FNM, fine. You right. know, that's right. where you're People supposed to learn. Their learn. No problem. I have right. no problem with you, like, learning... And, like, even being like, oh, I don't know what I get here, or, like, having to set your deck down and be like, what's my Emrakul count? And it's like, that's fine. F&M right. is the place to do that. Right. <laughs> but I've been going to, like... you might even help you sometimes. Yeah, I've been going to these... Uh, I went to, like, two Pioneer PDQs, played against Sultai Delirium players uh, who were great people, wonderful people, but were just, like... The best people. They were just, like, searching forever, and, like... Uh, how much does Emrakul cost again? Uh, I've got Enchantment Land, Instant Sorcery. Um, so, like, uh, four? Emrakul costs four, right? No. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. Does it count? Anyway, the one now? thing I know for sure is that Emrakul has, like, 30 years of MTG experience, you know? That's true. That's true. Not as much as I, like, 500, 500 years. years. I did play against one person at that, like, COVID uh, event that we went to. Yeah, the 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 countdown to yeah, shut down IQ. Uh, that delirium player, he like he knew what he was about. He was doing it. He, that was good. He knew what he was about. Great, yeah. great Definitely. delirium play. Um, here, here's here's Ruckman's pet peeve on people playing decks right now. Um, I've been playing. I've running. Of course, you know a lot of people play in the burn deck, and you know your boy Ruckman here has played a lot of himself some burn over my like a million years mm-hmm. of magic playing experience that Chris wants to attribute to me. Um, I just, it's just pull, let's pull up a chair, youngsters. Let me right. tell you how to burn. And maybe I, I just have to have a Ruckman's Primer video going out. It's your fault for uh, not putting out a deck tech, Ruckman. That's the problem. Sure, sure. Uh, well, it's not really a deck tech. It's, it's a problem of, let me tell you when to cast your burn right. spells. And that is never your right. main phase unless you're, like, trying to trigger your right. light at the stage. I can't tell you how many games I've played where my opponent is just, like, they have a Monastery Swiss Spear in play, or they have a Gitu Lava Runner in play with no other cards in their graveyard, and they're just like, tap out Boris Charm, you attack for two, attack for one, and I'm just like, yeah, man, like, you got it. They're, you see, these burn spells, they have a piece of text that say instant on them. That means you can kind of cast them whenever right. you want, and when you want to cast those is, like, the last chance you have to cast well, Yeah, I, and to, to be fair, in that situation you're talking about, like, uh, like that's a good time to cast it. The problem was, like, your opponents were casting them during their, like, second main phase, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, they weren't sure. casting them to pump their creatures, which is, like, a fine time to cast them. They were just, like, casting them randomly at your face when you had creatures in play and, like, putting you to 11. And you're like, this guy has lifelink. What are you doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like you could kill my lifelink creature or, or not. Like, playing uh, playing burn spells to pump your swift spear is definitely fine. Like, that way you get the most damage in. But I, I Here's my thing, though. I still think you're you're fine to hold off on them. Like, plenty of times I've played, I've had, like, a swift spear soul scar mage in play with the burn spell I could play, right? I am totally fine dropping one point of damage if I can save this, like, shock or lightning strike for it to be important. And I know they probably have a card that can interact with my creature in their hand because they still have, like, five cards in their hand and they're just going to run out of Boros Charm at my face. If I have a Boros Charm, that's the last piece of card. I don't try to re-educate burn players uh, because the Ben Caswells of the world need the free wins every now and then. (sighs) Yeah. I guess they do. Moving on. (laughs) All right. I mean, that kind of, like, runs out my real points I guess I had left on, um, you know, were these changes enough? Were they not enough? You know, who takes the biggest brunt? Uh, Yorian just laughs this off, right? Um, What do you think this does? Is this a sign that they're expecting more companions in the future? That's an interesting thought. I wonder if that's the case, given that they changed the rule. Um, and, and that they were concerned about him. They talked about him going forward. I think so. I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say we're going to see um, another companion in the future or two. If not now, then, you know, then later. My only thing my only thing is I don't want them to be planeswalkers. And there's always like two or three in a set. I want like I, I can't. I know I said this time and time again. I want them to show up when they're like interesting, no, right? No. Like, you know, maybe they're it, not. It'll be course, like um, maybe they're in Zendikar. Maybe they're like Zendikar. So you're going to pick an adventuring buddy to go. Like along when Ikoria Four Electric Boogaloo comes out, that's when that's when sure. they'll bring companions back. You know, sure. uh, I think that actually Yorian's going to feel it a little bit. Like it's not going to hurt him a ton. Like people are still going to delusionally still play eighty cards for some unknown reason. Uh, Yorian. Well, because the Yorian has the hidden text of oh you're going to draw gosh. every card you need. To uh, um, but song. hey. Uh, it's not seeing play in Fires right now. Like, Fires isn't seeing play in Pioneer right now. Yeah, it's it not, is. like, top decks. I think it will be. Uh, according... Yeah. I, I've i seen it I've seen it plenty often, and it's, like, uh, in the top it is, five, okay. like, It's currently the fifth current. deck. And yeah. it's... Um, where is the enchantment? It's, a, like, a 5% of the meta share. It's not, it's not even playing... And, of course, this this hasn't been updated yet. We'll, we'll take a look, you know, the, the episode we record for next week... Uh, for the Friday release, sort of after, obviously this comes out on Monday. The episode we record for Friday, obviously we'll have more info on how the metagame has shifted percentage points-wise. And I think we'll also talk about uh, Mark Rosewater's teases to what's in Core oh, Set quick. 21. This person 5-0'd a Pioneer League on June 1st, 2020, with okay. two Resolute Archangels and two Void Winnowers in his board. He's playing uh, Jeskai, uh, like... Luca, agent of treachery, but oh, it's but the no Jeskai fires. Super yeah, yeah, no fires, oh. just like Elspeth conquers death, omens, baffling ends, birth. Well, you know he can Luca into the archangel against Burn, and he can Luca into the Void Winnower against Garuda, and then what is your? Oh my do? god, they die. The archangel is dope. That's so dope. And I like how their tokens are coming from Birth of Miletus or Gideon yeah. tokens. Or you like can Elspeth, also animate guess, Gideon well. of the Trials and sack him. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, you will Gideon. not be missed. Oh my gosh! It's only playing two Agent of Treachery. What a what a baller! He has eighty cards, but he can't play four Agent of Treachery. <laughs> not even three Agent of Treachery. Anyways, 
Um, anyway, all right. Any other any closing companion thoughts? It was fun. Ripping Ronnie's companions. F. Let's get an F in chat for companions. Can we get a real no. like F for Lutri, like the companion that never was? Like I know that's the thing. Is like this just hurts. It hurts well, too many of the bad also, ones. Also, like Umori, too, um, Umori, the companion that never was and never will be. Like you know, because I want in my like creature ramp kind of deck, I want to take my turn three to put Umori in my hand and then play Umori on turn four. Like, can we can we have left the ta- the change off Umori and just like this change does I not agree. affect Umori? Leave our man alone. You know. How do you guys like this for limited? He's just this. Uh, you know, maybe this makes me go back and play some Ikoria yeah, Limited. I'm not sure though. I still, I still have PTSD. I mean, I put my last time. draft that I played. Uh, I, uh, 3'd because I played uh, against uh, Gudra Gudra, uh, Obosh. Yep, those were my three <laughs> matches. I was just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> magic's fun. Welcome to Atlanta. Um, when the play is play. Yeah. Someone, someone said like. They should just ban companion everything but draft. And I'm like, that's oh what they need to right. ban the most. Yep. I just like mm-hmm. want to click the concede button um, when my opponent has like. So my question. So here's what? a fun question. Obviously not pioneer related and something interesting to go out on. Do you unban the the companions in Legacy no. and Vintage? No, they only ban Luris and Zidra, right? Zerda. Yeah. Zerda, yeah. Leave them banned. Yeah, but like Luris, you know, like you don't have that turn one go off yes, with you Black do. Lotus. Okay, you don't have the turn one go off with Black Lotus, but still, I think it's too much. Like, especially Zerda, Zerda, yeah, right? Like, Zerda mm-hmm. breaks Legacy. Yeah. Well, Zerda, Zerda, yeah, Zerda with, like, the Grim Monoliths and the Basalt Monoliths yeah. of the world. All the Monoliths. All mm-hmm. the Monoliths? Yeah, I, I, I think you probably just leave them banned for now, just just in case, right? Right. Like, again, like, you, mm-hmm. you like, the rookie in, in, uh, uh, the rookie test of, is anything fair happening here, you know? Like no. no, nothing fair is happening in, in Legacy with those cards. That's my thing. You know? Have you seen a fairer Magic card than Umori the Collector? No, even Stormcrow, <laughs> Chimney Imp, Chimney Imp. I'm just saying, like every time I see that card, I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Which one? Umori. You know, I played. Yeah. I played against somebody uh, in Standard the other day on Arena, and like it was Umori, and I was like, okay, cast spell, get it quenched, and I was like, oh no. It's oops all instants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, Amori is one I, I would have liked to see him just leave alone. Like, you can have your Amori. Have fun, you know? I think I have a question I want to pose to us and the audience as a parting thought here. Okay. It's Pioneer. Right, go for it. Parting thought part two, huh? Parting thought part two. It's Pioneer. Do you want to ban Thassa's Oracle or Teferi? Thassa's Oracle. Teferi. I'm I'm stuck. I am stuck dead in the middle. I hear you. Now, if you put Lotus Breach in the mi- if you add Lotus Breach to the mix, you know if Kurt Angle shows up, I'm saying uh, so. Uh, but that deck still wins with Thassa's Oracle, right? No, it wins with Jace. It wins with Jace. No, it with Jace. No, it's it's winning with Thoughtscour now. Okay. Um, okay. So. Oh, uh, to get get some bleach oh, okay. there. Yeah. So make a note. Anyways, I think that. One of those two cards should probably go, or both. Maybe it's Underworld Breach. I, I've talked bad about Underworld Breach that being a mistake of a card, but anyways. Yeah, I hear you. Like, I I think the reason I just don't like Teferi is just again like, is it super oppressive? No. And again, like you know, 
a lot of people are on like the let's leave as much stuff alone as possible, and that's fine. But they've already banned so many cards in Pioneer. Like I don't mind Fire's Invention in Pioneer because at least it's like you're choosing to play Hearthstone. You know, like you are the one who has to play Hearthstone now. You played that for yourself, and it gives you an <laughs> advantage when you make your opponents play Hearthstone for three mana. That's not fun. You know what I'm it's saying? Like really not. I've always been in the argument. And I think most of us have that like banning Teferi. This is all of our arguments. We're pretty much all hate Teferi, but like Teferi is just like is just not a fun card, and that's why we don't like it. He really isn't. Sure, but but I'm definitely like more of a gut check. I just want to quick. I just want to thought sort of. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm really wanting to ban right. Teferi, but I just want yeah, to ban. It, it was a fun question. I'm I'm, I'm with you. Where it's like they both obviously do do dumb things. I uh, I just think Teferi is more of like a an all around oppressor. But I think it's fine. I think either cho- choice is fine. It was a great question. So let us know in the Discord. All right. So definitely let us know in the Discord. All right. One last close closing comment, oh part three, because I wanted to say this right. before Ricky chimed in. Do you think no big events happening the rest of the year means we're less likely to see them step in and address Pioneer unless something, like, drastically goes wrong? Mm, no, because I think that they were making a lot of their decisions based on online anyway and, like, not live where you saw, like, a bunch of top eights feature only Pioneer. Then they were like, oh, no, look, look at the online data. And, you know, like, that's okay, that's what they're right. making this up anyway. And again, I think that's a fine question. I just think that they were using the online data mostly because they, they liked how they could they could parse it. And, uh, yeah. I hate to say it. I wish I could parse the online data, mm-hmm. but they keep it I hate me. to say it, but I really do think that the amount they care about Pioneer is correlated with the amount people complain about Modern. So I think, I do think yeah. that, unfortunately, Pioneer might have been made so that they could skirt some of the Modern complaints. So when Modern's getting complained about, they go look at Pioneer. And so I don't think with anybody playing Paper Modern or Paper Pioneer and all the Pro Tours being on Arena and being standard or historic, um, I don't think that they're... Yeah, I know. It yeah. hurt my mouth, too. <laughs> that that uh, made up format. I don't think they're going to like be looking at Modern or Pioneer until Paper events start again. Uh, like, legitimately. Like, don't be wrong. I think they'll make a stopgap, like, if something... Egregious happens, but I definitely think, like, because all eyes are on Arena because of the shutdown, I think Standard is like the focus right now. And and that makes sense. I think Standard will always be the focus because that's what sells sells packs, right? But I think, like, I think all eyes are off a little more so because. Arenas like I, all that argument. I, I think they've always done a pretty reasonable job of looking at, at all the formats, but I agree. I mean, formats that aren't on Arena may take a little bit of a backseat to some of the other stuff that they're doing, um, especially depending on sure. you know how how everything happening right now is affecting them. So, and, and I'm not trying to come no, off doomsayer about this, like not at all. I'm just saying, like you know, um, you know, say say Lotus Breach or like any other decks is like an underlying issue. You know, are they more or less willing to step in now if there were paper events right. going on? It's a good thought. All right. So I want to thank you, gentlemen, for joining on this quick little addendum. Um, and again, thank you all for being supportive of not having an episode come out on our traditional Friday. And we look forward to the episode we'll bring you, of course, the Friday of this coming out which will go over probably some of the Mark Rosewater teases for Core Set 21. Look at the fall of Companion being banned, because, uh, again, obviously that info isn't out when we're recording this. And uh, as a reminder, everyone, stay safe and be supportive of those you believe in. Sounds good. Yes, sir. Bye. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye.